thank you for joining us again and welcome back to another episode of Deconstructing the Narrative. I am your host and I am also a content creator here with Sada Collective. My name is Erica Seha and today I'm joined with Nancy. How are you, Nancy? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Yay. So just to get started, can you kind of just give us a background on what you do? Yeah. So I am currently a clothing painter. Um, I also paint kind of like other goods and wearables but mainly it's um just clothing yeah that's awesome and uh, can you kind of detail like what what it is that you do on the clothing and what kind of clothing you work with i guess just different pieces and kind of what your i guess style is on like in terms of painting on the clothing yeah so nothing is off limits like I'll, i will literally paint on anything from shoes to bags to pants jackets um wallets things like that but um, I mainly like using fabric paint because I want my items to be washable and wearable. I feel like mm -hmm. a lot of times art is like so precious and you can't touch it and like wear it down and things like that. You have to like protect it. But I want my items to be like, just throw it in the laundry. You don't need to dry clean it. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, I like using a lot of color. Um, I think probably in the past year I've started kind of using more like logo based graphic designs when mm -hmm. I used to just do kind of just like nature based like beautiful blending and animals and birds and like more like botanical work mm -hmm. yeah. awesome and um so can you kind of detail like I guess your background personally do you have um, a background in painting before you started doing this or kind of what led you to doing painting on clothes necessarily yeah, so I did not grow up as a painter. Um, I literally am, like was a self-taught painter as of mm -hmm. like four years ago. Um, but in high school, I was really into sculpture and I took um, a few sculpture classes. So I was always into that more like 3D kind of mm -hmm. material art. Mm -hmm. um, and then once I got to college, I decided to take, you know, a more like higher level sculpture class and then I realized I wasn't into it um it required mm -hmm. me to like use the wood shop it was a little bit mm -hmm. too um kind of like geometric if that makes sense mm -hmm. so um I decided to try something completely new um but I wanted something on a smaller scale and something that can be more easily shared I felt like sculpture you'd sometimes like make an installation and then a week later it's taken down and all you have is the photos and that right. just like wasn't enough for me. So mm -hmm. um, I decided to take a jewelry and metal smithing class in college and I loved it. And um, I ended up picking up a minor in jewelry. Um, oh, awesome. Although I was a communications major. So I, I wanted still to have art part of my life but I didn't exactly know like what that next step was. But mm -hmm. I was always interested in fashion and um, I wanted to learn like a new skill that I could take on for like beyond whatever, beyond just that class, I guess. Right. So yeah, I became a jeweler and started producing pieces. But then once I graduated college and um, moved back to LA, my hometown from New York, I realized that producing jewelry is super difficult without a studio. So mm -hmm. like you need gas you need flame you need a bunch mm -hmm. of like acid and chemicals and I just did not have mm -hmm. that and it was kind of a shock for me and I was mm -hmm. like oh my gosh invested all this time in these skills and I have like mm -hmm. none of the tools I need what uh -huh. do I do um so I started experimenting with like fabric jewelry 
Mm -hmm. um, which required paint, but I wasn't really doing designs. It was just like making something a color, if that makes mm -hmm. sense. Mm -hmm. That eventually kind of evolved into painting my own clothes because um, during this time I was like, you know, like I don't like any of my college clothes. I've grown out of it, but I can't really get rid of it, buy new things. Um, I wanted to be, you know, um, like conscious of uh, the global impact of you know mm -hmm. fast fashion and things so I really right. wanted to like upcycle my clothes so I started painting on them and slowly so cool. friends and friends of friends were like I want something like I want a pair of jeans um and it kind of just grew and I gave away a lot of art and I still do um and then it kind of grew into this business slash project that I call no design because my initials are um no and mm -hmm. I didn't really have a theme for this at all. So I was like, no design is perfect. So- Oh, I see, I love that. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, cool. it's, yeah, it's a good play on words that I'm yeah. just like, it was great in the moment. I was like, I can't think of what to call my brand. So it's just gonna be no design, <laughs> so no cool. pressure, yeah. And so um, where are you guys, uh, do you do like a lot of thrifting that you're using to kind of paint on pieces? So is it all like really focused around sustainability or is it kind of, how is it working? Like is someone, like would me ship you like a piece that I want you to paint on um, and commission you for that? Or kind of what's exactly. your process with that? So I kind of started off as thrifting when I was like, practicing and trying to see if I could actually you know do this because mm -hmm. when you're like starting any new skill it's it's daunting at first I like mm -hmm. didn't know what kind of paints to use what brushes would work um, mm -hmm. things like that so I did do a lot of thrifting when I first started out but um, eventually I just yeah would have people give me something that they already own and I mm -hmm. would kind of revamp it um, and kind of I call them clothing tattoos. So it was kind of mm -hmm. like getting a tattoo. I would like talk to the person I'm getting permission from about huh. what design they want, the placement, the size, the color, things like that. They would send me reference photos. I would paint it and then ship it back or um, hand it off. Oh, if wow. In LA. Yeah. Super dope. Awesome. And um, so in like with I guess kind of chatting about that process is it do you have like a website that you're working off of or are you doing more off of just like Instagram kind of how are you navigating I guess getting clientele for this Instagram is the number mm -hmm. one for sure mm -hmm. um I work in social media as a career so I just know okay. Instagram the best um mm -hmm. websites also scare me but I'm yeah leaning towards <laughs> it um I mm -hmm. used to have a Shopify and I had the whole like inventory things set up mm -hmm. but after a while I realized that my fashion is really slow fashion um mm -hmm. I don't always have a bulk of inventory to just have it sitting there for you to shop away so uh -huh. I want it to be kind of that one-on-one -on -one process you can hit mm -hmm. me up on Instagram we can talk about what you, design you're thinking of what inspires mm -hmm. you etc you ship it to me I, I paint your favorite pair of jeans or something you um, have had for a while, but you want it to, you know, have a new right. life. And mm -hmm. I, I, I paint it within like a two week period and then I send it back and I always ask for photos because I love seeing people in, in my art. It's just like great to see it spreading uh -huh. all over the world, yeah. Yeah, that's so cool. And you're just like breathing new life into something that would otherwise go, you know, to Goodwill or something, which I think is so cool. Right, you know? exactly. The fact that yeah. I, you know, I know I have so much stuff in my closet that I'm just like, oh my God, I don't know what to do with this anymore. <laughs> like I've worn yeah. it so many times. I'm so bored of it, you know, and that's so cool that I yeah. can 
you know, that's kind of just send you something and have you kind of take it and make it like a brand new piece of clothing. That's really cool. Awesome. Um, and I kind of wanted to talk with you, I guess, a little deeper into, um, I know you said, you know, your, your brand is very focused around there being no real, I guess, like, um, d design process that kind yeah, of encapsulates yeah. everything. Um, but I guess you personally, as an artist, you have a specific narrative that you kind of resonate with that you kind of want to focus on, I guess, when you're putting your pieces out there, even though they're all, they all don't go together necessarily, just something that's really important to you that you kind of want to speak through your art. Yeah, I mean, so it it still all comes back to, I guess, the person who's going to wear it, right? So mm -hmm. I always think of it as, like, my art isn't mine, it's yours. Because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. I typically, I want people to be, like, the mastermind behind it. I want them to think of the idea and the vision, mm -hmm. and I want to be the person who brings it to life. So that's, that's kind awesome. of that's kind of the the narrative I base things on. Um, mm -hmm. When you do look at my work, um, it's very playful. Mm -hmm. It's floral. Um, mm -hmm. I like, I've started playing with words. So that's mm -hmm. fun. Um, yeah, I mean, nothing is off limits, except maybe something that's like, grotesque or something like I want things mm -hmm. to make people smile or at least make them feel nostalgic. Uh-huh. So you're kind of bringing your own, I guess, like a style and vibe into like whatever the person is asking for. So you exactly, kind of, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like a good. I want to be a good mesh of things. Like I never right. want control, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like I want to give mm -hmm. the control away and see what people come up with because it always is um, an awesome experience for me. Mm -hmm. That's so cool, awesome. So you're kind of like creatively directing the whole process and just letting them kind of give you the story, and you're kind of making it right. All exactly. Life. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's awesome. Cool. Um, and then I guess kind of moving towards, um, you know, just more broad questions, but I, I wanted to chat with you more about um, what you see an artist's role as in society as a whole. We've been kind of chatting with everybody about this. I think it's so important mm -hmm. just because uh, we feel like at Sada that the creative industry has really just penetrated every single other industry and you see art all around you every single day. And we kind of want to talk with each person um, regarding what they feel that an artist does for society as a whole, because, you know, a lot of times um, you'll find that, you know, you either know the artist or you know their work, but oftentimes we're not finding that combination of the two. And uh, we think it's just really important to kind of focus on what the artist is doing for society and what role, I guess, the artist plays in society. So um, can you kind of let us in on what you feel that is, what that role is? Yeah, so it's interesting. It's like, not all artists are the same, right? So mm -hmm. when you think of what role do they play in society, it's kind of like a, a lawyer or an author or a teacher don't mm -hmm. all play the same role in society. I think some mm -hmm. are meant to inspire you. Some are meant to challenge you and make you upset mm -hmm. and kind of invigorate something within you to do the opposite of what they're doing. Mm -hmm. You know, there's, so I feel like the same with an artist, it's kind of to challenge that status quo and um kind of change up what you were expecting because mm -hmm. not all artists are are in it for good but then not all artists are bad so it just it, it depends um you have to go into things with an open mind like artists are not gonna save us but they are going to offer a different perspective um during tough times and happy times mm -hmm. for sure Awesome. Um, and what are, I guess, some artists um, who have inspired you in the sense of their, like what they try to portray or what they're doing as an artist within society? Like who are some artists that you really look up to just like the way that they're kind of handling their, you know, 
there are in their business. Yeah, um, I think someone who is super inspiring that kind of came up last year and this year is Juliet Johnstone. Mm -hmm. Um, She's also a clothing painter um, Mm -hmm. and she's been really great at kind of keeping that like upcycle, um, reusing like dead stock fabric, things like that Mm -hmm. and ensuring that things are not, you know, creating more waste in the world. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that is super important when you're creating is when it's new, make sure that it's not continuing to hurt things either financially or physically. Right, awesome. Uh huh. And then um, it, in terms of like a dream project to see someone you would wanna work with specifically, or do you have any other, um, I guess, just large, like long-term goals that you mm-hmm. wanna achieve with your, with your art? Yeah, I mean, I feel like I've joked about this in the past, um, but I would love to kind of work with um brands that you wouldn't think of would ever be in the art space Mm -hmm. so of course yeah it would be a dream if like a well-known fashion designer came and said let's collaborate I would say of course Mm -hmm. the values align but um I would love to like get into kitchen appliances or just like something that you didn't think that ever needed to be painted or designed and making like a new kind of version of that Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and um where do you find inspiration like out in the real world like um what like areas have you like noticed that you kind of like gravitate towards to find inspiration to kind of make these projects come to life other Um, than I guess your clients yeah besides my clients the easy Uh the easy one is Pinterest Mm -hmm. like it just it's a way to visually see what is coming up for like a specific topic let's say Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. Also, I think old books really help, especially ones that have like super old illustrations, um, kind of like anatomy of things, I think are really cool. Mm -hmm. Um, And other than that, travel, I think is a huge one. The moment you're in a new city that you've never been in, um, Mm -hmm. all of a sudden everything looks different and new and you are like just inspired to kind of create something that might be related to that new space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And then um, I wanted to talk with you because I, you know, I know you mentioned that you work also um, doing social media, right? Which mm-hmm. I feel like is, a, is an art form in its own. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. Very creative. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so uh, can we kind of talk about that? And I guess just like what you've noticed about, um, you know, what works and what doesn't work, especially with artists. Um, uh, you know, with Sada, we're all about kind of this like teaching and learning aspect, especially for artists. Uh, we're trying to really just get rid of this whole starving artist notion. Like you hear that all the time, those words together all the time. And um, it just mm-hmm. feels so difficult to kind of come up as an artist and kind of, especially with social media, how to navigate, um, I guess, getting your art out there and getting your voice out there. So um, just, I guess, from that side of, you know, your learning, like what have you kind of picked up on that works, especially within the creative industry or as an artist on Instagram or on any other social media platform? Yeah, I mean, it's a combination of things, right? Someone Mm -hmm. could have impeccable posts, great photography, a great message and Mm -hmm. post it, but they never, you know, go viral or something. And they're like, Mm -hmm. what what am I doing wrong? Um, Mm -hmm. I think an important part is figure out what your message or theme is. That's like the number Mm -hmm. one. Mm -hmm. And then as you're kind of creating your content, whether it's partnering with photographers or doing your own iPhone photography, like, Mm -hmm. no one is better than the other 
But mm. I think something people have to realize about social media is you're only as good as the other audiences that you're presented to. Mm-hmm. So you could obviously present it to your audience, which is maybe people who have been following you this your art journey this whole time or your friends and family and things. But the moment another artist or creator or collective or magazine, et cetera, that has thousands of more followers than you posts about you or shares your mm-hmm. story all of a sudden you're tapping into their audience and um bringing new eyes to your work um mm-hmm. it's just how traditional advertising works it's like no one's going to hear about you until you're right then and there in front of them and mm-hmm. it's it's tough to do that organically obviously there's algorithms and things that people are always mm-hmm. trying to break but so far there's no way to like automatically get on the explore page like that's just Mm -hmm. like a figment of imagination sometimes it Mm -hmm. can happen but it's not something that you can like force to happen so I think Mm -hmm. the best is like collaborating with other um handles that um have a different audience than you already have Mm -hmm. to kind of penetrate into like more than one like audience at once exactly yeah mm-hmm. yeah uh and I guess also just like consistency is a lot of thing I've you know something I've been hearing a lot as well is just like being yes. consistent about posting your work um especially because like like you said I feel like if you're not in front of someone's face it's really hard to see and if you're not consistently getting work out there like those I guess odds are kind of slimming down so kind yeah. of just keeping consistent Go ahead. a lot of pressure right so mm-hmm. it's like you can't life life happens and you can't always be making a new piece of work every week and posting mm-hmm. about it so it's mm-hmm. getting creative and thinking of ways where you can share your process even if it's not like look at my brand new finished piece it's like mm-hmm. show yourself looking for new supplies or other artists that inspire you and things like that and have that be mm-hmm. part of your story not just like the final kind of end result Definitely. Yeah. I think that's so important too. That's something that I haven't really done much either, but I think that, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, that's also letting people in on your life as an artist. Like, Hey, this is like exactly like, it looks like it all comes out glamorous and this is what comes out at the end, but like, this is the mess that happens, you know, leading yes. up to that, <laughs> you know? And I think letting people into that is really important too. Cause it's just, it's a part of, it's a part of your journey. It's part of your story. And I think, you know, sharing that is very, it's very important. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For sure. Awesome. Um, and then, um, so I kind of wanted to, you know, go back, I guess, in time for you, um, prior to college, prior to everything and kind of talk a little bit about like, um, your upbringing and do you have, did you have any artists around you, I guess, as you were growing up or any some sort of like, I guess, creative, um, just like influences that kind of, I guess, led you to making the decision to kind of get creatively involved later on in life? Yeah, so it's interesting. Um, My whole family immigrated to the U.S. from Armenia in the late 80s. Oh, wow, awesome. um, See, in the 90s, I was born. So I was like the first, you know, um, like American child is what my family would just always call me. Like, oh, she's Mm -hmm. American, whatever. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And um, it was just interesting because so both my parents were mechanical engineers in like the USSR in Russia. Mm -hmm. Oh, in the 70s and 80s oh my gosh so they're wow. very like math minded um mm-hmm. not traditional creatives at all and mm-hmm. funnily enough um my older siblings also were very good at math and things that mm-hmm. were very technical science and things became accountants and economists and like um kind of more mechanical traits things like that But when um, my parents moved to the U.S., like your degree doesn't transfer. 
which is really tough. Um, mm -hmm. it, I'm sure that might be different nowadays, but I think, you know, over 20 years ago, that was not the case. So they moved here and they were like, wow, like our careers are pretty much done and we don't know how to like go back into it. We have to get all these new certifications, but we don't have time. We have to take care of a bunch of kids mm -hmm. <laughs> and start a new life in this country where we like don't know the language, yeah. et cetera. So I'm sure it's very tough, but um, my mom had drafting skills because she was a mechanical engineer. So, you know, there okay. weren't computers when she was working at all blueprints of like city buildings had to be drawn. So mm. she knew drawing. Uh -huh. um but wasn't necessarily an artist so she through a friend of a friend was like oh I work in the garment industry in Los Angeles um we could use like drawers like we need people who are able to draw really well so we can transfer designs onto clothing mm -hmm. and she was like oh like I'm sure that's easy like I can do a building like sure you guys can give me a design and I'll draw it and I think she went for like a trial day or something uh -huh. and they were like oh my gosh, like you're so precise, like we need you. So she got put in a designer position, but she had never designed clothing like in her oh life. Oh my gosh. It was never really like creative in that sense. So she had a career in LA as an embroidery designer. So wow, they would do all the like um, denim pockets for like denim brands. They're all sewn uh -huh. in LA, which is uh -huh. super interesting. So yeah, I didn't she, even know that. Yeah, I know. That's um, crazy. But yeah, she's retired now. But um, me seeing her and like visiting her at work and seeing all the like art and colors and texture that went to it, I think really uh -huh. inspired me. Mm -hmm. And once I was like, I'm interested in fashion. I want to go to fashion school, things like that. When I was like in my teens, my family uh -huh. was like, no, like uh -huh. fashion isn't it. Like I yeah. know I work there, but it's it's not the right path, things like mm -hmm. that. So I kind of went into it in my own way, if that makes sense. But mm -hmm. so, yeah, I, so I think cool. in a way I was like, you know, a little bit of a black sheep in my family, but um, uh -huh. it worked out. <laughs> yeah, but like not really, though, because your mom has that background, you know, I, I think that's so cool. And it's like, yeah, like, you know, people also don't realize I think that's very interesting that, you know, mm -hmm. she kind of found that she had this creative brain without even knowing it because she did these blueprints. Yeah, and, yeah, exactly. um, I think that alone just kind of shows what, like what we're talking about, this like creativity aspect to almost everything you're doing, you know, that's very like something that would be otherwise a very straight situation, but because it's so yeah. it involved back then, you know, actually taking pencil to paper and like moving that, you know, exactly. she had that, yeah, that yeah. brain without even realizing, I think that's so cool and the fact that like kind of translated over to you in such a different way that it even did with her um yeah, kind of shows yeah. that progression and stuff that's really awesome um and has she chatted with you like like what is I guess her I guess outlook on what you're doing now is she kind of really impressed that you kind of took something that you know wasn't even supposed to be a thing with her and kind of translated over into your own version of it I guess almost yeah so because she's you know a perfectionist and is just like mm -hmm. has always been so precise in the product that she creates Mm -hmm. At first, when I started painting, mm -hmm. I was, you know, not as precise as I am now. Like, I feel like I've really grown in the past three, four years just through practicing. Right. So at first she was like, what are you doing? Like painting on clothes? Like this looks like, you know, like a kid did it, like didn't understand it. But then now, like the more and more I kind of share things I've done, she's like, mm -hmm. oh, wow. She's like, 
wait, have you always been able to do this? I'm like, no, I've just been working at it. And all of a sudden one day I could do something that like looks like it was screen printed, even though I did it by hand. So amazing. Yes. Now she's, she's, I think, accepting of, of the work. (laughs) Yeah. And I think that's a hard thing to talk about too. You know, I think a lot of things, a lot of times creative struggle with, like, I know me personally too, I also went to art school and when I first brought that up, it was very like, whoa, like, hold mm-hmm. on, like, are you sure this is what you want to do? Like, again, this whole starving artist thing, like, there's not really any careers or options for you if you do that. And I think that, uh, yeah, just trying to eliminate that, you know, I think it is, it's all practice, it's all consistency, it's all just kind of being avid about putting work out there and just practicing your craft and eventually like things come along, you know what I mean? It's all a process. Yeah. And I think it's just a lot easier for most, you know, parents, especially to kind of just envision you you're going to go to school for four years get out and have like a job if you do math or if you do you know science if you do something like that you know which is true but I think that it's all possible with art as well the more that you practice that the more that you kind of put time into it um takes a little longer but at least you're doing what you know you're passionate about I think that's really important so that's really awesome cool um and then I kind of wanted to talk with you also just about you know whatever you know I think you have a really you know, extensive background. And I think the fact that you've had so many years under your belt now, um, just for you to like lend some advice to like newer creatives who are entering, maybe not necessarily like the exact same realm as you, but just like any creative entering the creative industry at all. Um, just again, to kind of tackle that like starving artist notion or that notion that like, it's so hard to come up as an artist. What things have you learned throughout the way that you can kind of lend as advice now to a newer creative? Yeah, I mean, always treat your timeline as your own don't compare yourself to others um, Mm -hmm. because you don't know what they've been through what training they've had and compared to you Mm -hmm. um, that's one so always you know think of yourself first (laughs) when Mm -hmm. you're when you're about to venture into focusing on something art related so I think part of that is getting a really strong foundation in Mm -hmm. your skills and your process Mm -hmm. so you need to get confident in knowing what paint works for you, what materials work for you, mm-hmm. where you can partner with vendors that um, you know are sustainable or that you trust, mm-hmm. um, building those relationships and things. So then once you are ready, then I say the next step is you start networking, right? And you start mm-hmm. um, you know, meeting people who are like-minded, who can um, kind of bring you to opportunities that you wouldn't have thought of. like. Mm -hmm. a podcast or a zine Mm -hmm. or a gallery exhibit Mm -hmm. things like that so then you can be confident in the way that you're talking about your process um you're not worried about kind of how you're gonna make your next step because you're like oh I already have all the tools I need um I I mean you don't need a studio that's very Mm -hmm. hard to achieve sometimes but you need to at least have an idea of if I'm on the road am I able to make art you know, mm-hmm. that's one mm-hmm. thing that I've learned this year is mm-hmm. huge. Um, never, you know, base things just on one location because mm-hmm. things get tough if you need to be away for sure. Right. Um, and kind of, I guess, branching off of that networking aspect of it, um, what have you found that works for you in terms of networking? Like what is the like easiest way you've found to kind of connect with other people and um, kind of, you know, allow yourself to reach into like another um, I guess, area with them. Cause I think, you know, we were talking about earlier about how like, mm-hmm. it's really important to do that so that you're kind of reaching a whole different audience. So what ways have you, I guess, as an artist incorporated, you know, networking and what has worked for you and what has been, um, I guess, you know, successful in that realm of things. 
Yeah, so I think putting yourself out there, but it's, it is tough to just send mm-hmm. a cold DM to someone, right? Right. So uh-huh. I'll be honest, like I'm guilty of this. I'm not one to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am usually very open to like putting myself out there when I do see like a call for artists. Right. So, uh-huh. um, I think I've been lucky enough to, to follow enough, you know, creatives on social media, at least as a starting point. So I can kind of know when there are gallery op- like exhi- exhibits that are opening that have like an open call for art or mm-hmm. um, art collectives, um, mm-hmm. things with Sada Collective. Like I did mm-hmm. my second fashion show ever like last year and is because of Sada Collective. So that was cool. Awesome. So just, I don't necessarily huh. know, I wasn't necessarily like chasing the opportunities, but they just came about because I was like immersing myself more in that community. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. I think putting yourself out there is something that's so important. And then there's a lot of resources I found for like um like that kind of stuff, like looking for calls. There's this website, I don't know if you know about it. It's called um called Cafe and you can go on there and there's like mm-hmm. lists and lists and lists of like um different like um exhibition like contest type stuff or like yeah. you can apply to do like to be like in a publication. Um, so I think kind of just like following those because it is hard for a lot of people to kind of just go and be like, hey, like, what's up in the DMs? You know what I mean? I exactly, really exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and it's really like, it's, it's hard. It's hard to do that. So I think kind of just like finding, I guess, opportunities and just going for it. The worst they can say is no, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's really important. Yeah, that's awesome. Cool. Well, thank you so much, Nancy. It's been so fun talking to you. And I think that uh, your background is very interesting. I really loved hearing all about like your family background and stuff. I think that's yeah. really cool. That kind of, you know, I, I just think that's important to talk about because I have a lot of friends also who are creatively involved, but they kind of are scared to be like, oh, this is what I want to do because my mom wants me to do this or my dad wants me to do this. So I think it's really, really amazing great. that you were able to kind of, you know, listen to those advices, but kind of just still kind of take your own path. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. that's really important for a lot of creatives to listen to because it's not impossible, you know, and I think it's all just like you said, consistency and the fact that you've just kind of been working at it and you've gotten better and better and better throughout time. And it's only going to go up from there, you know, so that's really awesome. So thank you so much for sharing with us. And uh, is there any form of contact or anybody watching or listening can um, contact you if they have any questions or if they want to collab with you or anything like that? Yeah, um, Instagram is probably the best place to go. Um, my Instagram is n.o.design. Besides that, if you're on TikTok, um, my name is no design on TikTok. So Ooh, the two places I prefer people hitting me up. Super cool. How are you liking TikTok as a creative? I'm, that's, a, that's interesting. I haven't really had anybody tell me like I refer them to their TikTok. Um, it's it's super fun and yeah. honestly it, it feels like I'm finding new creatives faster through TikTok. Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah, because a lot of opportunities. Mm-hmm. it's a little bit more um, addictive and enjoyable mm-hmm. and entertaining so I'm, maybe I'm just seeing more but um, it's definitely putting me like out of like the regular kind of circle I already look at on Instagram because it's mm-hmm. it's just random like you don't have to be following people and all of a sudden you'll find this like incredible rug designer that you're uh-huh. like I need to be friends with you like you're so talented this is crazy you know yeah I think that's such a good uh, a good tool for artists now I've noticed too and it's so fun to watch because a lot of them are document like their process and stuff on there which I think is so much exactly, fun to watch yeah. and you're just getting like a little bit more behind the scenes and it's a lot more immersive mm-hmm. and um, like you said like the fact that I think the algorithm is so different than uh Instagram Instagram is very like business oriented now at this point mm-hmm. it's kind of just more of a business tool and TikTok's more of just like a fun you know, tool. So it's a lot easier to find people. Yeah. And so that's awesome. That's really cool. I'll have to go check that out. <laughs> I'm excited <laughs> yes. about that. 
Awesome. Well, thank you so much. And thank you to everybody for watching. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed uh, listening to Nancy as much as I've listened to I'm, I've enjoyed talking to her. Excuse me. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, if you guys are any creatives or if you have any creative friends, you Nancy as well, if you have any creative friends that you would love to send my way to be interviewed, I would really love that. Um, we're really enjoying talking with you guys. And I just wanted to take a second to just thank everybody for that I've talked with so far, you Nancy included and everybody that I'm going to be talking with in the future. Um, I think it's just so special that we've gotten to do this. And I found that it's just been really important to kind of give artists that platform to share their story so um thank you guys so much for watching and thank you for participating and again if you have any friends or anything send them my way you can have them email me at erica at sadacollective.com we also have a link in our instagram bio to a type form where you can go ahead and apply as well so i urge everybody to do that because um, we just want to get as many stories uncovered as possible um, so that at the end of this we kind of have, just have a collection of of just narratives that people can go listen to. I think it's really important. So thank you all so much. And thank you, Nancy. And I'll see you guys all soon. <laughs> Thanks. Bye. Thanks for having me. Bye. Bye.